0: i'm jason klom and this is the comedy on vinyl podcast ladies and gentlemen hi i'm jason klom this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. This is a live stream and uh, a regular podcast episode will come out uh, later uh, today of this. So um, if you're hearing this, just hearing this, this was a live stream, you can check us out, youtube.com slash comedy on vinyl, uh, if that's how you're hearing it. Um, so what we're going to do is a, an unconventional episode today. I am figuring it out as I go. I think I've got the levels ready for it. Uh, but what we're going to do is, uh, number one, we're going to... Do a little bit of a listening party, which I've done before. Uh, but I think I'm going to listen to it uh, in, in more uh, detail. And uh, so we're going to listen to this. Get Gay with Galay. Um, this is a Wheelie Galay. Uh, she was a nightclub comic. Uh, there's not a lot of information out there about her. Not much at all. Uh, her, one of the sad things I discovered recently uh, in looking, and I bought this just because I actually really like, I think it's a great photo. Um, and I like, Comedians I've never heard of. Don't talk about uh, women comedians on the show enough. Uh, but uh, one of the saddest things when I started, you know, trying to figure out who she was, is that um, her obituary didn't even mention this work. Now maybe it wasn't, you know, the most critical thing to her at the end of her life. But usually performers really would like that kind of thing noted. Um, she's got a clip-on earrings. So I just noticed that. That's a clip-on earring. You can see right there. Um, yeah, I. It, obviously uh if you know me you know my penchant for trying to understand a little bit more about obscure comedians so i'm going to do some more digging on her um on the same she's on duo records which woody woodbury was on these at the time um he's on the back there uh woody woodbury bill carty blasts off i have that one as well uh there's a few other things in here that are maybe a little more strictly uh music obviously because it was a if i'm not mistaken a jazz label duo um, I don't know what the legality is of playing this. I do not think the rights to this exist. I think this is probably a relatively rights-free recording. Um, I'm hoping so. I could be wrong. I don't think it's going to get flagged by YouTube. Um, I am going include, to include what I play in the episode. So maybe we'll do track by track. Maybe we'll just do a full side. I don't know. Uh, if we do, then you're going to be watching me listening to a record on the live stream. But at least in the podcast, you'll get you'll get um, a chunk of an album. I haven't put any clips in it. Ooh, haven't put any. Cl- <laughs> knocks the thing over. I uh, haven't put any clips in anything in a while um, because it is uh, much harder to do that, um, uh, just given how many podcasts and how much other stuff I've got to do. But uh, what I am going to do in between uh, stuff is uh, I'm going to be going through some of my record inserts because I, I keep those separately usually with the exception of these two that i just got recently and talked about the bathtubs over broadway and grease too i'll probably take those out too i like to keep the inserts separate for whatever reason um you know it leaves a little more room on the on the shelf but also i just don't want that stuff to get messed up and sometimes you know if you dig and you, you don't think to look there are probably records in here that have inserts that i've never looked at before that's one of the fun things about collecting uh, records, for me anyway, is finding posters or mail-aways. Um, actually, now that I say that, I'm fairly certain at least one or two of my National Lampoons at least should have uh, mail-away things in them. Uh, if they don't, then I've definitely seen them because I know National Lampoon did that, but I don't know if I have them or not. But I like to dig for that kind of stuff. When um, I mean, you get little bonuses that, you know, just add to the appreciation of the record, add to the appreciation of the, the whole uh, experience, that's that's kind of a lot of fun. So, um, what I'm going to do now is, while I get that stuff out, I mean, I've got it out, but while I kind of dig through and go over my thoughts about them, uh, we're going to listen to uh, at least part of Side 1 with uh, Get Get Gay with Gale by Wheel of Gale. Uh I did, you know, listen to a little bit of it. This is this is just this is nightclub comedy. This is what you can fully expect. So, uh, right now... Uh, We're going to listen to that. Uh, You're not going to hear me for a bit. Um, Maybe that's a bonus for you. But here we go.
1: First of all, I'd like to welcome you here to the Marie Antoinette. I'm Wheeler Gallay. I want you to understand that a lot of entertainers, they they, uh, tell cheap jokes about sex, you know, to get a cheap laugh. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that is not my act, and I'm very much against that sort of thing. But I do think we should keep it in mind from time to time. (laughs) Particularly now. I've been reading, and this is serious, where the... the atomic test that we're having, the fallout is going to completely annihilate sex, so let's get in under the wire. (laughs) I've even started a new movement and I'm so excited about it. Aren't you excited when you start a new movement? Oh, heaven. We have a slogan. Our slogan is help stamp out artificial insemination. (laughs) Is anybody celebrating anything tonight? Anybody expecting to celebrate anything? Anybody worried? I asked that for a specific reason, you know, because I'm always trying to think up ways to goose up my income. And last September, I made up a whole batch of maternity wedding gowns, and I urged the girls to get them before Labor Day. I don't know whether you've heard about that or not. It was a nice little promotion. (laughs) Well, let's all have a drink first before I get into this 9,000-word dissertation. Uh, This is the way we lost the farm, up your hatch. I mean, I I talk about drinking a lot, but I'm not not, not an alcoholic, I know that, because alcoholics don't like to drink, and I do. It isn't even so much the taste of, it; it's just something to do while I'm getting drunk. And I can get drunk, too, you know. Now, a lot of people won't tell these things on themselves, but I don't mind telling you. I got so drunk the other night, I got a $500 parking ticket. I was parked on top of a bus. And I don't drive. I'm gonna play the piano for you, I think. I wish I had some sexy lights for this wouldn't make me look any better. It would make you look a lot better to me. (laughs) I know that we all have a sentimental streak, and in fact, mine's a yard wide. (laughs) You girls have that trouble. I got on the scales the other day, and according to that chart, I should be seven feet tall. (laughs) I don't understand it. I even drink skim whiskey for fat drinking. I don't know what kind of songs you like. So I am going to sing the greatest love song in the world, not because I'm going to sing it naturally, because I'm not a great singer. To be a great singer, you must suffer. You, not me. (laughs) Here's the story of two lovers who were hand and glover lovers who made history when you and I were young. Cecil, she was Cecil, they just downright loved to nestle, and now it's time their story should be sung. Cecil and Cecil sailed over on a vessel, and they stayed right in their cabin all alone. How they loved with such precision, they'd been great on television. They used holes of gorgeous Georges, never know, Remember him? <laughs> He's at wrestling, he the Marcel here dropped these bobby pins. <laughs> oh, pardon me. <laughs> the story of two lovers, hand and glover lovers, they sailed by that famous day at Scapa Flow. When the captain yelled a vast loud, good old Cecil whipped the mast out and we wag back and answer after <laughs> that some people like stardust <laughs> Cecil and Cecil decided they would lease A little place out in the woods away from folks But their life was far from bitter All night long you'd hear them titter Say they must have known an awful lot of jokes It's funny, (laughs) it's pretty funny (laughs) The story of two lovers Hand and Glover lovers In the country life moves at a slower pace Far out there it is lonely there is one thing to do only And it started to show up in Cecil's face <laughs> If you're gonna laugh, you better do it now Because here comes the sad part <laughs> If this doesn't tear the thumping gizzard out of you You just don't have any heart Cecil and Cecil were snuggling on a trestle When a train came at them like a ball of fire When they took them from the trestle Part of Cecil was with Cecil Now, Cecil sings soprano in the choir. (laughs) The story of two lovers, Hand and Glover lovers. Cecil went to meet her heavenly host. But there's El de yonder from the rules she's prone to wonder. It's been rumored she's been had from ghost to ghost. (laughs) But what of our friend Cecil, who was altered by a diesel? (laughs) no longer can he woo a lady fair not for long was his forbearance for his new love's name who is it yes. <laughs> oh, i guess we'd better end our story there
0: all right well there we go so in the middle of uh that uh, you heard me introduce this as a live stream uh in the middle of it it got flagged by YouTube as a copyright violation now I don't know for what specifically it could be that but I do think it's hilarious that I'm oh well it's probably fine who knows who it's probably okay um so if that was what what flagged it then great but also uh I do not so the, that live stream didn't get saved anywhere basically nothing happened to it so um that's fun. Um, uh, so this is going to be just a regular old episode of the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. So that is the beginning of Get Gay with Galay. Uh, may listen to a bit more of it. Um, uh, not sure. Uh, but I wanted to go through some of the things that I've, uh, I've dug up here. Uh, I I would love to dig through more of my albums, but, um, that's not really going to be, it would take the entire day for me to do. Um, but some, two, so these are two of my favorite things that I have are to one of my favorite albums of all time. We've only discussed it once or twice, I can't remember. Um, but the Ruddles, uh, the Ruddles soundtrack, it's just so, so, so good. Uh, I love fake bands, I love fake history, but this is one, one of the first ones with such, such detailed um, history and photos, album covers, and such great uh, music this music is brilliant and uh you know without neil innis we our culture would be much 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 worse uh, in much worse shape um at least in terms of comedy and music uh by the way two huge parts of culture um my good god we're just looking at albums currently available on ruddle which by the way <clears throat> sorry it's like the apple core logo but it is a it is a peeled banana um banana, banana looks oh maybe that's just me anyway um so here's some other ones uh, arthur hodgson in the kneecaps knees up um it's a bunch of dudes showing their knees crosby stills nash young gifted in black <laughs> that's one of them uh the bigamy sisters nobody does it wetter uh california boys by les garçons de la plage uh the punk floyd with dirk mcquickley white dopes on punk uh, what else we have here IJ Waxley forever Waxley when you find the girl of your dreams in the arms of some Scotsman from Hull so there are full covers for these things that are referenced in the show in in the movie they may actually show them I can't remember. it's been a while since I've watched it but it's I love having them uh, at my disposal these are things that I would love to have full size of course uh, would never be possible well not to say never you never know it, it's quite possible but uh, and that's just by the way that's just a record sleeve the record sleeve is is that that detailed then we've got <coughs> pardon me um the actual booklet that this came with um it, it, on the cover of course says all you need is cash it's got the four boys and then just so 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 many beautiful production photos from this thing uh a cellar full of goys by leggy mount Mountbatten. the true account of the ruttles success that's uh, just a book that's showing here there's just so many wonderful photos here um this is still in good condition this is one of the reasons i i kept it away once i bought this once i realized one because it doesn't always happen you you don't always luck into having the inserts like you hope um what do we have here cover for ouch i mean like fully a full size cover of a hard day's rut is right here and now makes me realize i need to buy this um again and maybe Maybe just tear that out and frame it, Uh, because I want it to look like an album cover from that world. I I just, this is one of my favorite things. Uh, All the frames from Cheese and Onions. Good God. I mean, these are the kinds of things that are missing from albums normally, but I I do like that we're seeing it more and more and more where albums, this was just how it was done, but more and more albums are, are becoming special to people, and especially comedy albums, so... I do like that they're including um, inserts. We're going to look at one now uh, that is an insert for an album that I own and have not yet listened to. So I apologize in advance for that. But again, once I know that there's an insert, I, I set it aside. This is for Jimmy Thudpucker's Greatest Hits, which is um, uh, a Gary Trudeau album. Uh, that is to say it is based on a gary trudeau character i do not know his specific involvement i mean there's so many uh music names listed on here including donald duck dunn uh playing playing the bass um holy cow there's there's a lot there's a lot on here but this is obviously filled with uh dunesbury drawings the character jimmy thudpucker there's the whole jimmy thudpucker story October first, nineteen seventy-seven, Hollywood, California. I wonder if that means I wonder if he lived here. I don't know if Gary Trudeau ever lived here. Uh, when I wrote to him, he lived in New York, and he was kind enough to write me back. Gary Trudeau. Uh, this is I'm I'm obsessed with certain parts of Gary Trudeau's uh, story and and history. Uh, even though as a kid, I would just not understand an ounce of what was happening in his in his strips because I didn't quite understand who he was and what he was. Um, <clears throat> yeah there's there's a full strip and this mostly what this is it's it's a brief insert uh it's mostly just a, a very quick insert with a bunch of his drawings i'm not going to read through them all right now because it's a comic strip and who wants to hear me read a comic strip you want to hear me describe things that you can't see that's that's your favorite thing um so uh one of now nah, this is my my favorite thing i've ever gotten in a, in a weird out record and this one actually might read out loud entirely and maybe i've done it before and if i have my apologies but um when i got my copy of uh weird al's first record uh so let's see it was released april 1983 so when i got his when i got that album i was shocked i got it here at atomic records in burbank um when things opened back up definitely worth going to he uh i don't know if I noticed... No, I think I did notice it right away. It's one of the reasons I bought it, because um, I don't know if I was collecting vinyl as much at the time, but I bought his first album on vinyl, and two things were in there that I I still need to find a, a way to frame these. Um, I kind of want one of them to get signed first, but they are an 8x10 of Weird Al going nuts and playing the uh, accordion. Man, did I do that pose? Um, I recently was doing a thing where I had to dress up like like Weird Al, and I'm wondering if I did this pose or not. Not dissimilar. Um, I definitely hit myself with the accordion, I will say that. Um, I can talk more about that eventually. Uh, But it also comes with uh, just a regular sheet of paper uh, from Rock and Roll Records. And uh, just on the top, it says Weird Al Yankovic. And I, I am going to read this to you because um, I want to kill time. Uh, no, but I, it's interesting because this is... Well, you'll you'll see why it's interesting. Because it's it's from a world um, that I, I just do not remember. The history. Weird Al Yankovic is a 23-year-old accordion player, singer, and songwriter from Los Angeles whose outrageously funny parodies of popular rock and roll tunes have already earned him considerable national attention. With his tongue piercing through cheek humor and his accordion in tow, Weird Al is now unleashing his long-awaited debut album on the world at large. Produced by Rick Derringer, the LP features such parodies as Ricky, an homage to the Ricardo family inspired by Tony Basil, Stop Dragging My Car Around, and I Love Rocky Road, along with some truly irreverent Yankovic originals. Try I'll Be Mellow When I'm Dead or Happy Birthday, a cheery song about death, destruction, and the end of the world. A longtime contributor to the nationally syndicated Dr. Demento radio show, Yankovic had his first major success in 1979 with his parody of the Knacks, My Sharona, which he retitled My Bologna. We now recorded the tune in the state-of-the-art acoustic tiled bathroom across the hall from the radio station at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, where he hosted a weekly comedy show while working for his architecture degree. My Bologna was released by Capitol Records and subsequently featured on Dementia Royale, Dr. Demento's anthology on Rhino Records. In September 1980, Weird Al performed Another One Rides the Bus, his parody of Queen's Another One Bites the Dust, on Dr. Demento's live Sunday show on KMET in L.A., and the immediate audience response was overwhelming. Stations across the country carrying the syndicated version of the Demento radio show reported a similar response. Bus soon became the most requested song in the 10-year history of the Dr. Demento radio show and was added to station playlists nationwide in response to constant listener phone requests. Since the song did not yet exist on vinyl, stations were lifting it from the Demento show. TK Records took notice and released Bust in February 1981, and the single charted in both Billboard and Record World. Weird Al soon found himself appearing on such television shows as The Tomorrow Show, Real People, and PM Magazine. Sure, that's my favorite. When asked about the social significance of his music, Weird Al replies, I think accordion music will change the face face of Western civilization forever, or maybe not. Can I go home now? The album, Weird Al Yankovic, rock and roll, slash Scotty Brothers, uh, oh, it says Scott Brothers, not Scotty, interesting, it's Scotty, slash CBS, April 1983, recorded at Cherokee Studios in Hollywood and Santa Monica Sound Recorders. Contains 12 songs, including Another One Rides a Bus, My Bologna, and the LP's first single, Ricky. Weird Al is joined by Rick Derringer and a fine collection of rock and roll musicians on, on his romps through popular culture. I'd like to know who wrote this. Um... These things are always interesting to me, but yeah, it's, it's just from a world where nobody knew who the hell Weird Al was, and that's fascinating to me, and I love it. Um, yeah, no, something to think about, something uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I'd be curious to know if Bermuda has this or not. Bermuda Schwartz, in case you don't know, Weird Al's drummer, and also his archivist. Um, and he's got a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff, and he's a guy responsible for um, uh, when uh, Weird Al re-releases come out, supplying them with the stuff they need. You know what um so what we're gonna do right now is uh i guess we're gonna listen to a little bit more of get gay with galay um yes i'm gonna put you through that it's you know it's one of those examples where it's like ah there are some hits and misses mostly misses um but uh you know what 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 are you gonna do (laughs) what are you gonna do uh so let's give another little listen Uh, i apologize in advance because what i'm gonna have to do is
1: uh i invent things that You've heard of permanent wet lapels so that floor walkers can keep their gardenias fresh. <laughs> Did you girls ever have to buy something for somebody who had nothing at all? Mine was a grand success. Perfumed bookmarkers. <laughs> the idea of this was that if you lost your bookmark, you could smell along the edges of pages until you located them. <laughs> I designed this apartment with wall to wall mattress and it just turned out wonderful. My friends were enjoying this to the hilt. And I said, why should I deprive the rest of the world this wonderful thing I'd come up with? And I didn't. I put it on the market. If anyone in this room tonight is in the market to purchase a mattress, I do wish you'd purchase mine because it just helps me no end. And remember the trade name, it's eggs you want. And I stand behind every mattress I sell. And that's the hard way It's worse than a hammock when the wind's against you But uh, You like that, huh? I like that, talk to me Nobody ever does because they don't get a chance I shut up one time for five minutes and they buried me I had a hell of a time getting out of that box I will never do it again I have a lovely number that I'd like to do for you nice people tonight. It's an old Scotch folk song. And I want to do it before I get too far into my cups, because the title of this song is The Brave McForker Clan. I'd like to explain it to you just a little bit before I start it. Uh, This clan was very proud of their brave men and pure women and you know as well as I do that in every barrel of apples there's a bad one. And in this case, it was Guinevere McForker. I'm over the worst part. Now you can breathe
2: <laughs> you're worried. There.
1: In the northern hills of Scotland lived the brave Macforker clan. And the pride was Guinevere who turned the head of every man. Yes, she turned the head of every man, lured him to her room. Then she quietly refused him just as love came into bloom. Oh, I don't even try to take off your tie and lads, keep your pants on, and I'll tell you why. Mother always drops in to bid me good night. Since she's not met you formally, she might not think it right. From the southern plains of Scotland came a lad named O'Milt. He wore a most peculiar costume, which he said was called a kilt. Gwenny was intrigued by the possibilities of a lad who wore a costume that came. Above his knees mm, Milt hang your kilt On the back of the chair I have a special reason For wanting it there When mother drops in to see If things are alright She'll think that a girlfriend is special. Scotland, like a brush fire at its peak. There were tailors making kilties by the end of that next week for the story of what happened to the laddie named O'Milt. Changed the Scotch national anthem to God, save the Kilt. But parrots soon discovered that a resistance must be built. Now they say goodnight to daughters by first pulling back the quilt. For you see, the Roma Forkers and the room of the Clan will let them give their love till they wear the wedding band.
0: Well, that was um something. Um, so, just for the, the sake of ease, I don't think we'll be listening to any more of it today. Um, it's just, you know. It is a, uh, it's a nightclub record. Um, I'm still interested, I'm still interested to know about, uh, more about her, um, and to maybe listen uh, to the rest of it, um, but that again is a gallet, uh get gay with Galay from Duo Records, and something that is protected just enough that <laughs> YouTube will flag it as a, uh, as a copyright strike of some kind uh it's not a strike i'm fine uh that's one of the things that's going on right now is that there are also a lot of false strikes going out there so who knows who knows what actually got um what actually got flagged so uh, a little bit back to the inserts collection here uh so i was sent a while back the teen comedy part party album um by uh, david Nuttycombe, who is a uh to be guest on this show uh, he was on uh my podcast The professional blur not that long ago. Anytime somebody tells me they do extra work, that's the first thing I nab them for now. I um, actually would have had a regular episode this week, but unfortunately, uh, even in uh, this work-from-home world where those of us who get to do that are lucky enough to do it, um, still sometimes schedules get screwed up. So uh, that's why I'm doing this episode today. But uh, inside the Teen Comedy Party album uh, by Travis D Limited, there is a uh, man, and I should ask David if he has any more of these, but there are t-shirts that you can order, uh, maybe maybe you could maybe you couldn't but i'm assuming you really could um i love this this is uh how to laugh a public service from travesty limited and it's got little instructions place comedy record on turntable cut one side one listen closely move lips upward toward ears Open corners of mouth, forcefully expel air and staccato bursts. Rest for a moment, breathing deeply and wiping tears from eyes. Repeat entire process with each cut on record. Uh, should sound like ha ha ha, ho ho ho, he he he. Should not sound like abba dabba dabba abba dabba. Beginners do not attempt to do both sides in one sitting. Laugh until exhausted. Stop, drink heavily, and begin again tomorrow. Uh, it does have a cutaway in the bottom. Hey kids, be the first of your peer group to own an exciting, travesty, limited teen comedy party t-shirt. Your choice of one fabulous color, yellow, with our logos printed in vivid red. A sure crowd pleaser. Send just $7, that's all, and specify size, please. So David, if you're listening, if I send you $7, will I get one of these t-shirts? Because I want one. Uh, And you may want to own Travesty Films videotape of such comedy classics as Intestines from Space, Alcoholics, Unanimous, Neurotic Psychotics, and Hyattsville Holiday. For award-winning slapstick movies featuring the the Langley punks, an hour of utter foolishness for only $49.99. What a deal. Specify beta or VHS. Beta, please. Uh, Please understand. Beta, please. Or if you're too cheap to buy the shirt or tape but still want to imagine yourself part of the in-crowd, send us your name and address. We'll include you in our mailing list. What do you have to lose? Um, so David, David, you've got that information. Probably. Um, this is great. I, I love these kinds of inserts. It's, it's something to add instead of just an advertisement for buying our stuff. Here's a silly little, uh, diagram, a crazy, crazy, crazy little diagram. Um, love it. Um, here's some, I was actually for a second thought I had, um, one of the sendaways for, uh, to be a part of the knockers up club, uh, from, uh, of rusty Warren fame. Um, Oh, boy. So they were 9 by 12. I do have the envelope, but I don't have the send away. And I do not have an official Knockers Up Club certificate. I do have a reproduction that was kindly sent to me by her archivist. And uh, they're great, um, because who wouldn't want to be a member of the Knockers Up Club? Uh, Is it in here? Is it possible that the... No, it's not. So I just have the envelope. Um, I would also like to... I would like to enroll my friends in this distinguished mythical organization. I ask you to send certificates made out to the following names. That is great. So you can have... Multiple. And close $0.25 cents for each certificate ordered. Damn it, that's so good. I love it. The Knockers Up Club is one of my favorite things that you could ever get. And they're inside all of her records. It was this... I don't know. It, it's not necessarily super usual uh, for that kind of a thing, especially since Rusty Warren was not getting super national press. People knew who she was. She worked in Vegas. She did very well for herself. But, you know, she was definitely a record comic. She was a comic that a lot of people were hearing on records. So... Uh most of the time the way you made your money was selling your records, not selling additional stuff and not selling something like that. That is just like this fun memento of uh like not only that I saw this comic, like I enjoy this comic, uh this weird little memento of uh sexual freedom, and I like that. Uh it's not often you find something like that. Uh Wheelageley does not have anything like that in her her record I checked. This is an insert from one of the PDQ Bach albums. Um Let's see here. This just lists the music that you're hearing. That's mostly what it is, but with really delightful drawings on it. Oh my goodness! I love these hand-drawn things. Uh, Oh wait, who's this? Uh, Jewel. It looks like Jules Madoff is the name of the person who wrote who drew this. Um, A layman's guide to the Sinfonia Concertante, beginning being a list of the principal solo passages. One, left-handed sewer flute and ocarina balalaika double reed slide music stand bagpipes holy cow sewer flute is really really getting me i need to look up this artist this one is staying out of storage and i'm gonna have to double check up who that artist is um this is another one this is from a uh burns and Triber album it is just a um it's just an eight by ten of burns and schreiber that uh I, i'm really sad it doesn't have anything else with it but uh yeah it's great it's the two of them I'm assuming doing the the taxi driver bit. Um, Very sad. uh, We did lose Jack Burns a a few months ago, which makes me uh, very, very sad. He was a delight. Um, Let's see here. Got that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Here's a classic one um, that probably you will be familiar with if you're a big fan of Albert Brooks' albums. Um, I'm a person who knows his albums better than his movies. Please don't at me. This is uh, of course from, um, actually, which one is this one from? Oh duh, no, this is from uh, A Star is This is uh, also an 8x10, a hand side, what does it say? Uh, I'll look at the cover. Free inside your personally autographed 8x10 glossy. Insert to complete cover. So you can put this on the cover, but I don't want to dent the uh, corner, so uh, why would I do that? I love that. You can put anything in there that you want. This is so good. It's just him shaking someone else's hand, by the way. Hi, to, uh, let's see. To single any one of you out individually would be a big mistake. Best wishes, Albert Brooks. It's him sitting at a desk instead of light. how do you not like that? Such a smartass, such a just a um, a meta comedy genius. Great album. And then I've got, um, you know what, I apologize. This might be from, I cannot remember if this is from uh, Don't Crush That Dwarf, but this is, uh, I have two copies. Of, this, of the Firesign poster uh, that is all a bunch of um, square uh, Instamatic or whatever photos uh, from the Firesign guys, but two copies, one is a glossy and one is on thicker, heavier matte paper. Not sure why that is. Uh, Firesign Archivist Taylor Jensen, if you're listening, tell me why that is. So, um, I'm guessing at one point something, they went cheaper or went the, the other way around. Oh, hey, we sold a bunch of these, let's make a nicer one. Don't know, don't know how that went, but I'm always curious. Um, all the Fireside albums are worth it, but I do believe that's from, uh, from Don't Crush That Dwarf. If I'm wrong, again, just look it up. I looked it up, but I couldn't find it. Um, so from, uh, Comedy Is Not Pretty, uh, Steve Martin's album, by the way. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I'm, I'm referencing, yeah, 1979. So there we go. Uh, the inside of that album is Steve Martin in a delightful pink three-piece. I really love this pink three-piece with a, a gray silver tie and a, uh, a gray um, a pocket square. Scrunching his neck down and looking very very awkward with his hand in his pocket. It's like the most look- awkward-looking poster possible, and it's delightful. I wish I had this one hung up. It's a weird. Um, it is a, it is a weird dimension. It's like eleven by twenty something maybe. It's probably ten by twenty because I think it's a square. Something to that effect. But uh, yeah. This is a great poster. It's just Steve Martin looking awkward uh, on a really disturbing yellow background. Like, not comforting looking at all. Then, in the inside of, there's a Tonight Show compilation. Magic moments from the Tonight Show. I am not sure. Of all these things, by the way, Steve Martin was marketed to college kids and teenagers. Uh, same with Firesign, mostly college kids. All of these other things. Why, does, why is there a poster in here? This is, this is a poster that is, has pictures of TVs, and over them are superimposed screenshots, which is to say, I'm pretty sure shots, like camera shots of, of a television, of Johnny Carson in different positions where he's moving, and it's awkward looking. Magic moments from The Tonight Show, it says. But then, in the bottom, it's just a history of The Tonight Show. It says, here's Johnny, the history of The Tonight Show. And that's all it is. Why is this a poster? This is not an exciting poster. It's not particularly nice looking. I don't know who wants this on their wall except for some real, real dumb nerd. And I mean that in a loving way. But like some nerd for this show is like, well, of course I have that. That's, you know, that's my, that's my Hendrix poster. That's my Holly Golightly poster. Whatever. I love Johnny Carson, so I must have this on my wall to represent my absolute love of Johnny Carson's comedy for some reason wouldn't you just want a poster of johnny carson if that was your thing this one is informational this looks like it like a terrible museum piece it looks like it's something that's in an actual museum um it's a very long essay about the history of the tonight show uh, which i will bet doesn't include ernie kovacs uh, ernie kovacs by the way did briefly host the tonight show um it was a very brief period but he's not included in the history just like conan usually is, is it um yeah the idea is old enough to have kids in high school, take a college bowl session, old-timers jawing in front of a glowing pot-bellied stove on a snowy Vermont day, an evening of first-class vaudeville in one of those MGM News shorts where all their big contract stars have lunch together, add an occasional five minutes of commercials, a live audience, and 20 years of adjusting the elements for a perfect fit. It all started in the spring of 1950, a year when it seems everybody went to bed at 9.30. Even the test patterns were off the air by midnight. The television industry knew there were viewers out there, but until NBC's Pat Weaver conceived The Tonight Show, stations were content to run old movies after the network shut down. So yeah, this is just an old, a long-ass history of The Tonight Show. Probably worth reading at some point. Definitely not worth hanging on your wall. I, it is just, this is just, this is an outlier of them. These other ones make sense. These other ones are geared towards people who might want something collectible, who might want something to add to their experience. But this has no, there's no photo, photos behind the scenes of Johnny and Ed uh and their and they're guests there's there's none of that the stuff that you might expect you would want to see in a tonight show album um so yeah that's weird it's that's a weirder answer i've never looked at that one up close and i know i've got other albums here with inserts um again bathtubs over broadway and grease Two both have some great stuff in them i'm gonna dig through these and maybe i'll do another episode uh where i talk about these because i love these i love these things i love collecting i love the physicality of it We've talked about that a million times on the podcast. Um, Well, that is really about it. Um, I do thank you very much for joining me this week. I I hope it was of some use. Um, You are the only person slash people uh, getting this. So uh, I'm talking to you, the individual you. I'm not Albert Brooks. I'm addressing each one of you individually, but just by saying you, Um, I I hope you enjoyed this. Hope it was worth listening to. Uh, We'll be back with regular episodes as soon as possible um we're trying to get more it it is now since everybody's going to be by skype Um, hopefully easier to get things scheduled, fingers crossed, hard to say, Um, and uh, thank you very much also to those of you supporting uh, the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash stolen dress, there's a tier for each of my shows, then there's a tier above all that where you get all the shows, then there are other tiers um, that are a bit higher, and you get access to other things, and I give you copies of my movies, my books, and all that stuff, Um, it's relatively cheap, the lowest tier is three dollars, um, so I, I think that's relatively reasonable. Although right now I totally understand uh, if you couldn't. I know I couldn't. It would not be easy for me to support somebody else's show right now. So I totally feel you if you can't do it. It's really for only for those who, people who can do it. Um, but it does help and it helps keep the show going. And uh, you know we get enough supporters. Eventually we'll have more episodes to put out there. And uh, I love doing this show. It's just gotten difficult, which is why this is only episode six of this entire year. It really stresses me out that that's the case. But you know it's just the way it is. Um there is uh, going to be there are going to be some updates coming uh, along I would imagine in either a few weeks or a few months uh some more Dick Davy stuff coming out. Um I will say if you listen to the Patreon episode the the first Patreon episode is Dick Davy related. It's basically a full mostly uncut interview uh with somebody who uh, with the son of Dick Davies um uh agent and our manager. And he's very interesting and he'll actually probably come back for a regular episode. His name's Arthur Stoyer. It was a really fun episode. So, um, yeah, give that a listen uh, if you can, if, you, if you're if you able to donate. And, uh, you know, got some other shows. The Professional Blur Podcast. I'm uh, halfway through season one of that show. That is a limited show. Uh, a few weeks away from ending, Dispatches from Ford Awesome, which is my podcast about news radio, uh, ending a regular uh, run of it. We are going to do other small episodes because people are paying uh, quite a bit to support that show as well and um there's dan and jay's comedy hour um which i do with my best friend and we also do a show called hosts with their own picard about the picard tv show also a semi-limited series although we are going to be discussing um stuff between the seasons of that show um we assume it'll only have two seasons which is why it's a little more uh palatable to to commit to another show uh anyway that's about it thank you so much for listening and as always have a good thing Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts Stolen Dress
2: Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!